0: This is Discussions of Truth. This is your host, Ian Hamilton-Trottier. And uh, take a moment, please, go to my website, make a donation. I urge you to do so. A dollar. Uh, It's I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R.com. I'm self-funded. I've been doing this going on five years now uh, primarily because there is a need to exploit the various levels of corruption in this country and if no one's going to do it then we simply fold into those powers that reign and control the various levels of corruption so I'm standing up and doing it and there are A number of other folks out there, and I commend you if you're one of them, for doing it. Calling out big box corruption, large corporations, calling out the pharmaceutical companies, calling out the politicians. The primarily folks, and and, and, in 2021, the healthcare industry, the primarily folks, all roads lead back to the banking mechanism. And so, holding accountable the Federal Reserve Bank, I have been urging you now, for a few years, we'll get to the nuts and bolts of the problem. Uh, and we are now seeing that our constitutional freedoms are more than being infringed upon. Uh, Paul Craig Roberts joined the program probably three years ago now, and he simply said, on this show, Ian, Americans have no more constitutional rights. So, that document that we have inherited, um, officially put into law in what, 17, 1789 is it? Um, is essentially obsolete. On this very show, Dr. Judy Mikovitz said November 14th, 2018, America needs a revolution. She wasn't talking about a civil war. She was talking about a revolt, a revolution against the system that corrupts your way of life. That's what she said. It's not what I'm saying. It's what she said. She's a virologist that has linked Fort Detrick to some very suspicious viral releases into uh, civilization, if you will. We are told that this pandemic was started from a bat in China. There are many high-level, academic, scholar types, individuals, medical degrees, what not not only in the United States, but globally, that are saying that that is false and that is fraud. In fact, Judy said on the same episode that the Zika virus that I was exposed to, um, more concerning the pesticide used on to combat that Zika virus in 2016 in Miami Beach, she said that the Zika virus itself was a fraud. Those are her words, not mine. Those are her words. Um, but do go to my website. Make a donation, I urge you to. Um, I fight for you. So if you want to support that fight, then make a donation. Um, Stephen Kinzer, John Perkins, Nomi Prince, Chris McDaniel, Cynthia McKinney, Tom Hartman, as I mentioned, Paul Kirk Roberts, Paul Hellyer These are a few guests That have joined the show G. Edgar Griffin, Lawrence Lessig Teaches at Harvard uh, F. William Engdahl, the list goes on I've had well over 200 guests On the show And the show's been very Fortunate in that Since I started it in Wynwood uh, Winwood Radio uh, It has received some Outstanding guests Um, The former president Of the United States Donald Trump called me a prize fighter And that had to do with me Taking the message of the Google whistleblower To his inner circle Uh, That individual is Zach Voorhees Uh, He and I worked very well To get uh, that message to the president Um, He also called Voorhees an American hero And thanked him for doing Uh, What he does. You can see that video on my website. A quote from Ray McGovern, who served in the CIA from 1963 to 1990 and joined my show in 2018. He said, Ian, we no longer have free media. Any sense of free media is what he says. The only hope now is people like you who can repair the damage and get people listening to people who know what they're talking about. And that's where we're we're at right now, uh, folks, in... uh, on a global scale, of course, the internet has changed the light landscape, hasn't it? Of how information passes, but it's also changed the landscape of media. So the the um, the major networks—CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox—these are these are spewing out information that certainly contradict one another most times. Uh, MSNBC, CNN. Typically, take aim at what's being reported by Fox News, and and what what we're getting here in the United States is not a free press; it is a manipulated press of opinions. So we're just we're getting spewed opinions from different sides uh, that 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 reinforce the Democrat agenda, and then on the other end, the other side reinforces the Republican agenda, and it does nothing to unite. And that's my main issue, folks, is that the mainstream media and even the political system that we've allowed and accepted uh, to run the country uh, that's financed by the bank, keep in mind a $29 trillion debt, who's that debt owed to? Because the Federal Reserve Bank is a private institution that doesn't get audited. So knowing who that debt is owed to is often held secret and withheld from public view. That's why I direct listeners to folks like Anthony Sutton and other scholars I haven't listed on my website. Simply do the reading, folks. This isn't, isn't my research. I am simply a voice. i a constitutional American voice, patriotic voice, if you will. And I could care less about the political, political parties. Neither one of these parties existed in 1776. What I do care about is human nature, and I care about um, inalienable rights. And I feel that uh, freedom to speak freely as you choose and reveal your own research uh, that 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 is an inalien- inalienable right As far as I'm concerned uh, And others certainly As Sutton was censored at Stanford And Mikevitz uh, uh, of course was censored uh, For her work there uh, through uh, uh, Fort Detrick So there's a number of examples And more and more people are coming Coming out and speaking out against The present day mask situation And this uh, vaccine situation That we're facing So we will bringing on now a wonderful guest from from the state of Utah, Elena Erickson. I'm going to be following this up with uh, with a politician um, out of New York City uh, that's running for a um, a a a seat uh, in uh, a city council seat. Hershey Tischler will be joining the program uh, coming up here um, in the next hour, and then I will conclude. This, uh, this show, this discussion, uh, with, uh, Max Egar, I- excuse me, Egan, uh, from Brisbane, Australia, be jo- joining the third hour. So, um, find all of this again, uh, on iTunes and Spotify and, uh, spread the word. I appreciate your support. So, uh, folding in now, um, Elena Erickson from Utah and we'll see what, uh, see what, uh, Elena has, uh. Has to say, we, uh, this will also be uploaded to YouTube. So, uh, if you follow me on YouTube, you can check this out uh, this this video out because I will be uh, I'll be recording this video chat via Skype with her, um, and uh, bringing her on uh, right now. So this is Ian Trottier for Discussions of Truth, and um, we got Elena Erickson. Alana, hello, uh, uh, Elena. Hello, how are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Fantastic. I'm, I'm doing great now. Um, I appreciate you uh, expressing the interest. I'm going to record this so we can put this uh, – I've got this going out to iTunes and some other platforms as well. And, and, and of course, I'll, I'll be uh, getting this into YouTube. So, Alana, you reached out to me, and I appreciate that. Uh, we met uh, – for listeners, to understand, uh, we met uh, at the uh, Health and Freedom Conference in Tulsa um, just over a week ago. And, and take a minute, Elena. Uh, to, um, to 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 uh, introduce yourself uh, to listeners, uh, what you're doing, uh, uh, make an introduction if you would please.
1: Okay, well, a basic bio on me. Um, I'm actually a mother of six. I've lived around the country, <laughs> but I'm back in Utah. And I came back to Utah four years ago, and I said, "What the heck happened to our state?" I'm um, I've got. I'm getting a second master's in clinical mental health counseling. Um, I have a background in natural medicine, uh, a master's there, and then. Marriage and family studies. So, for me, I just that just everything that happened in 2020 really hit home with me, and I said we have to do something about it because I saw what was happening to families and to individuals and mental health, and so that's when I got inspired. Well, that's I don't a- know if you want me to go into that now, but that's my basic bio. No,
0: that's 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 fantastic. That's great, and, and you're talking about families. Um, and this is interesting because I was able to ask uh, General Flynn uh, what he felt was uh, the biggest obstacle. I don't remember the exact question that I asked him, but uh, I asked him more, sense, what was the biggest challenge facing Americans today? And you just hit on it, being a mother of six. You just hit on it. His response to me was uh, the attack on families. Um, and, and I don't know where the general lives. I'm not sure what state, what part of the country he lives in. Uh, but uh but he quickly identified that as being the biggest threat right now to uh to American freedom and liberties the families if you have a comment on that
1: I think that's absolutely true when we um when we attack the family pack, the essential core unit of society, so we do need to get back to the basics if we want to heal society, we heal the individual we heal the family so absolutely
0: so now what 's What's uh, yeah? Utah is uh, typically known as a very religious state. What is what is what is happening in Utah? In you, in your opinion, you so you so you spent you spent time outside of Utah, and then you're saying that you returned to Utah, and you were shocked by. Uh, were, is that what you said? You were you were you were somehow taken back by the change in that state. Expand on that. What what are you talking about?
1: Well, so I've lived in Las Vegas, Arizona, and Indiana um, for about twelve years. I was out of Utah, but. I think what what COVID has done to our country is revealed the systemic issues. So I can't say that, you know, I've been back in Utah for about four years. I can't say that I was shocked immediately upon returning, other than I had a homestead, 10 acres, cows. I did the whole thing in Indiana, and I came back to the city, and, and that was a culture shock. But really the shock came to me when I saw the complacency and I saw the lack of separation of church and state. We had a lot of our politicians um, petition, if you will, to our church leaders to say, hey, would you get your members to do X, Y, Z? And so, you know, I mean, mo- most people around the country know, uh, you know, Utah is uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Mormons. Um, that is my faith. And if you, if you look into the history of our faith, and it's very relevant. Um, our I, our ancestors came across the plains, they walked, and they walked to escape oppressive government. And so for me, I was really shocked by the amount of compliance, oh, we're going to shut down churches, we're going to uh, restrict your movement, we're going to tell you what you need to have on your face and, and tell your kids what they need to do in school, and we're all going to do it under the virtue of, you know, being a good global citizen. And I thought, this just doesn't resonate with me, and... I, I consider myself a very spiritual person, and I felt like this is what I came to Earth for. It was a wake-up call for me. And so I got very active politically. I just had this impression, get back on social media, educate, and gather. And I have followed those promptings that have come to me since.
0: Alana, you, you hit on something that's really important, and I, um, I talk about that. I address that frequently, and, 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 and I, I even spoke about it with George Webb. Uh, who's an investigative journalist out of DC? Uh, a couple days ago, um, there is a lawyer in Ottawa that's literally suing the World Health Organization right now, uh, Michael Swinwood, and uh, I was able to bring Michael and myself together and George together, and the three of us had a, had a show. But this is this is something that I talked about: um, the a, a, a church and state, and and what you're saying is that you're experiencing. Uh, in in your state of Utah, you're you're experiencing are you, a combination of the two. Are you seeing there's a there's a meshing of the two uh, that's happening? Expand on that.
1: Okay, so Lieutenant Governor Cox, um, he led the COVID task force, and now he's our unfortunate governor. Um, and his family goes way back into the state, so he you know for for the through the history of the state. But he would say things like he would compare the mask to the Moses serpent, that if we will wear the mask, we will live. And it was just like, really? That's such a gross (laughs) statement. Um, You know, he he would say things like literally wear the damn mask, um, be a good citizen, care for others, just wear it. Um, But really what we saw and what we have evidence of is that he And and a few others went to local church leaders and said, would you please get your members to um, wear the mask and socially distance? And so there's, you know, other churches haven't said anything, but the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints kind of came out with some statements just for Utah, right? Because only Utah is worth saving. I mean, we're a worldwide church, but Utah got the letter that said, we We ask you to wear masks, we ask you to wear be a good global citizen and I thought, "Wow, that's very contradicting because the very fundamental element of our faith is agency. You know we believe that we came here to defend agency and that the adversary wants to wants force coercion fear, and we believe in faith and choice and personal responsibility so to me, I just thought wow there's there's some misguidance going on <laughs> so
0: yeah, and, and you know what, that's that's really contradictory to, um, to 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 some of these these pioneers that you that you speak of uh, because I know the history of that organization and that church uh, quite well um, and, um, and 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 even so so Joseph Smith of course was uh, was, was persecuted for of for his beliefs but uh, but but the primary thing here which is surprising to me is that uh, Joseph Smith was forming, he formed an army to protect himself and his, and his followers, uh, known as saints. Uh, and, he, and, and they even went to the extent of uh, uh, printing their own money, which uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, probably a lot of uh, uh, members of, of the Mormon Church, uh, and even people listening to this right now or, or, or watching this, uh, do not know that. So, so Joseph Smith was wise enough to know that feeding that system monetaristically uh, was a was a was a bad thing to do, and he was he was creating a a, a separate system. Um, if if people look back in history, this is the same reason that Abraham Lincoln was was assassinated, and it's the same reason that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. This is my view. Um, so is, 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 is this fellow Cox, uh, he, the lieutenant governor, he was successful in persuading the, uh, the leaders of this organization, of, of that church, uh, to comply with his, with, with, with his wishes. Where, where is he getting uh, his mandate, or who's influencing him, do you think? Well, it's
1: interesting. So Governor Herbert, before Cox, in August 6, 2020, came out with a statement that he received Rockefeller money for PPE equipment, and joined seven other states to get PPE equipment within the schools. And that's a huge red flag. Um, Additionally, uh, Cox received, or sorry, yeah, Cox, when he was campaigning in his primary, we have evidence, I have a file of everybody who was donating to him during his campaign, and the National Education Association was donating to Cox, and we have record of $75,000. The NEA does not just give away that money and as far as we know, that was more than Pelosi and Bernie combined. Like, there was a real agenda to get Utah to embrace the ideology of the NEA. And for those that don't know what the NEA ideology is, it's the whole extreme left, gender neutralization, abortion's okay, um, we're going to teach children sex perversion in kindergarten, everything that's against What we believe in as a church, I mean, so the dominant philosophy of the state um, and the the dominant ideology of the state, uh, most parents don't even know. And so we're working to bring that awareness that, hey, you know, (laughs) this is contradictory. And, you know, Utah is known as a conservative religious state, as you've mentioned, but we're in trouble. We are in trouble. In fact, when I was in Oklahoma, I had a gentleman approach me and he said, you know, I'm a constitutional attorney. We got to figure out how to get Romney out of your state. <laughs> so we, we we have like most people don't know. I'm like you don't realize Cox is just as bad or worse. Um, the things that he's doing, and we're working. I'm working with the team right now to kind of expose his his policies. And I've worked with legislators, um, and he's really he's the one that introduced socialism into Utah. So
0: wow, okay, that's 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 quite the statement there. Um, And uh, it's certainly hard to disagree with because uh, I was I was in D.C. in December and I I, literally I'm standing on the Capitol. And uh, I had been to D.C. a number of a number of years prior to that. And you could simply walk into uh, the buildings on Capitol Hill and not only the Capitol, but the surrounding buildings. You could walk in and request a, a meeting with. Some of the politicians, so uh, not knowing that you now had to um, get a a a, a, a permission, uh, a scheduled appointment to meet with one of these people, I'd gone up there with, with the with the thought that hey, I could I could I could walk into uh, Ted Cruz's office, so I'm on the uh, I'm on the Capitol grounds in December. And this thought comes to me, and I says, I says you know, this is, this is exactly what you had just said, Elena. This is, this is a communist, this is a socialistic, more, more importantly, socialism. It's a, it's a socialist takeover of the United States. And, and this is what's interesting. I'm just going to insert this. I want, I want you to talk more, but uh, I'm going to insert this. I came up with the website StopCommunism.net, and within 10 days, it started getting traction and traffic. And then, boom, the host completely deplatformed it. So again, it's this issue of censorship and, uh, the information that we are unable to put out into the internet. Um, it, the reason I wanted to meet with, with Cruz and I, and I continue in, uh, with conversation into, in, into his camp is to try to get, uh, some of these laws changed because in my view, uh, banning, uh, a sitting president from, uh, a social media platform, i.e. Twitter, um, well, precisely Twitter, uh, is, is a complete infringement and violation of his personal uh, rights to freedom of speech and even freedom of press. I think the two of those are, are intertwined in, in, in that manner. But talk a little bit more uh, about, uh, about this socialist um, impression and, 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 and influence on Utah and its politics uh, name some of the people that realize this is happening and that are speaking out. And then my question to you, Alana, and then I want to get into um, what you're doing with the sheriffs. But my question to you, Alana, is uh, 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 has the, uh, the the Mormon church, because, again, for, for listeners, uh, the entire state of Utah uh, was settled by Mormons. It, it uh, was an unclaimed territory by the Spanish. And when, when the Mormons had settled uh, there, and I believe it was the 1860s. I might be wrong. Uh, it was, uh, again, it was a state that they formed and created. So this is a very industrious people that work very hard and, of course, uh, hold biblical values uh, and Mormon values dear to their hearts. So a lot of what's happening, like you're saying, I'm echoing this for you, is very contradictory to the standards that built uh, this impressive uh, this impressive church. Uh, so um, answer those two questions if I haven't made it uh, uh, if I haven't clarified what they are. Uh, talk about some of the people that are uh, realizing uh, the socialist takeover is, is happening and then uh, talk about some of these leaders within the organization uh, have they been compromised do they realize what's happening uh, talk a little bit about that and then, and then we'll get into what you're doing with the sheriffs
1: okay loaded
0: questions
1: um, <laughs> as far as as far as the Marxist um, agenda. If you read the Communist Manifesto, then you start to see patterns. And I don't believe it's just Utah. I don't believe Utah is just the the only isolated one. I think we're unique because our entire history, like you said, was escaping an oppressive government. I mean, we have quite. Um, I mean, to be in the 1800s and to have all the violations that happened in our in our faith in our in our religion organization church, you know, the church. Is just rather shocking, but I would have to say that this is this is a, a widespread agenda. Kamala, it wasn't she? Didn't she just come off with saying that she wants to extend school from eight a.m. to six p.m.? I mean, really, she's trying to get rid of the family. She's trying to get rid of the family influence and have the state own the government. Um, we had a gentleman in nineteen ninety six go to Istanbul to the United Nations meeting, and he was a representative of our faith, um, and he was. The, the takeaway I got from his book was that the radical feminist agenda, also the major leftist agenda, was to have the state take over and raise the family. And so we know this from history. We can see it through other communistic countries, and we just need to recognize the signs. As far as the people you know, I, I can't speak if the church is compromised. I believe that they're, I believe that the church can't make statements in behalf of the church, right? We have been taught to defend religious freedom. And so with that, are we being obedient to that? That is where I find my courage is that I know that this is a calling from God that we're in trouble as a nation and I need to step it up. Um, Doing the right thing is never doing the wrong thing. And so for me, it's not a conflicting, um, my actions are not conflicting to the doctrine of my church or the faith. Um, As far as naming people, um, we have about 95% of our the legislature that needs to be replaced. There's just a handful of good people. Um, I worked really hard, and it's interesting. If you look at each state, uh, we have a, what's called a Senate Bill 195. That base, Basically, it takes the original language but doesn't change anything about orders of constraint, house arrest, restriction of movement, um, closing down businesses, churches, schools. All of that's happened in 2020. They just solidified and codified um and they, they wrapped it in a pretty package that said well but now the government can't per- or the governor cannot perpetually extend a state of emergency and now the legislature and the mayors and the county commissioners now they can all be involved in the decision and i thought well how does that help if you don't have liberty-minded people so i challenged people in each state to get involved in the legislative process um, and really pay attention to what's going on because we have to watch. We have to watch what these guys are doing. Um, but Utah's unique. We've had people reach out to us and say, well, you guys are really organized. And I do have to credit that to some degree to our faith because we're organized in our faith, right? Um, you know, through wards and branches and stakes. and um, So it's easy to connect with people. But there's a lot of Utah leaders, and I'm fortunate to kind of, Work with and have have my hands in like all the different groups and and to just collaborate there. So good things are happening.
0: That's fantastic. Now, what what are you? Um, well, let me let me ask you. Um, how 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 did you get to Tulsa? Um, and and I'll tell you. Uh, I, I don't I don't remember the exchange that you and I had in Tulsa. Um, but uh, but I was I was I was uh, told about Tulsa through. Uh, a social media company called uh, Pure Social, who I'm, I'm very close with, Doug Wade, and uh, Dr. Andy Wakefield has just joined uh, 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 at Pure Social. I had met uh, I had met Doug. I've been doing my program for for close to five years now, so I've had on a, a number of really amazing and great guests. But um, but uh, but but I met Doug in uh, in Doral uh, just uh, prior to. Um, to 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 uh, meeting meeting the the president, um and um and he had sent me this uh this information about uh, what Clay Clark was doing. How is it that you um how is it that you got involved with um with Thrive Time and and, and Clay?
1: It was a miracle. It was providential. So Utah started this thing. Uh, parents started, and I've kind of had my hands in it a little bit. It's called See My Smile. Where the governor decided to undo the mask mandate in all the in all of Utah except for the schools, right? Okay. And to me, that connection goes back to the deal with the Rockefellers. To accept the money, he's got to keep the kids masked, and that's part of the communist agenda. I know that sounds dark, but just look into it.
0: Yeah, makes so sense. So I went,
1: to, yeah, so I went to a rally for See My Smile, and these kids are going to show up in these yellow shirts that say See My Smile, and they're they've got they're totally equipped with the laws and everything that Utah really respects parents and the parents right to make medical decisions or just you know child raising decisions we have very strict explicit um rules or laws that protect parents and so just arming parents with how to go back into the schools and do this um i personally my last i only have two children left at home and my boys i've just pulled them out i pulled them out last march i saw what was happening and i said no i'm done I recognize I see it for what it is. So so they've been home. But um, anyway, I met this woman. She donated shirts all across the state. And she said, she just made the comment, yeah, I have this extra ticket to go to Tulsa. And my friend that works with me, she knows how much of an activist I am. And she pushed me in front of her. She says, you've got to take her because um, this woman's all about activism. And so she, with her generosity, she paid for my flight hotel and gave me the ticket to go. I mean, how do I say no? Yeah. So I made, I made a new friend, and with her, um, because of her, she has a case that I can't blow the lid off of. But the case that you want to talk to me about with the sheriffs involves yeah. her. So I met you in the back room with the attorney, Thomas Rett. Um, and we met with Lynn Wood. And because of her case, I was able to get in the back door to a lot of these people in
0: Tulsa. So, Okay, fantastic. So, so we can talk we can talk a little bit about that let's let's um let's let's push that further further along here we'll we'll get to that in in, in a minute because I've watched your video um, uh, so we'll get to that but but I want to talk a little bit more about the Rockefeller influence so you know the Rockefellers of course uh, were brought up on antitrust lawsuits and uh, well uh, Rockefeller the standard Oil was uh, in, uh, in 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 nineteen twelve a year later the Federal Reserve Bank passes, which is a Arguably, uh, it's a a non constitutional bank uh, per Article One, Section Eight, uh, because it, it it gives it gives the power to print money and coin money to um, to a private banking organization, which is contradictory to the to the Constitution that. Gives that power to uh, to Congress, a vote of Congress. Um, so that's wiped away. There's, there's, there's interesting links between the Rockefeller. When I, when I began my, my, my program with Winwood Radio in uh, 2016, I had found an influence that the Rockefellers had on the Zika virus. So 2016 South Beach, we're, we're, we're being told that we need to spray ourselves with DEET. Uh, and they're spraying the, the, the air. Uh, planes are flying and spraying the air with a neurotoxin out of, uh, uh, known, known as NALID. Well, there was, a, there, was a, there was a link between the Rockefeller organization, or Foundation that they own, and this is current day, they own a patent on the Zika virus, which was discovered from a monkey in, in the Uganda forest in the 1940s. But they also were the largest shareholders of the chevron chemical corporation that uh that was producing uh through um through a trade with with vanguard out of los angeles uh then in 2016 uh nail it or dibrom the two names are interchangeable as, as as trade names so this is a known neurotoxin out of sweden studies out of sweden that shown to cause microcephaly in developing uh in developing babies and pregnant women and Ricky Roseo the governor of Puerto Rico at the time, rejected a shipment of it from the World Health Organization. So here's the World Health Organization, again, coming up on the scene that basically controls the CDC, Tony Fauci, and then this fellow in Canada. So, so a lot of these things are kind of filtering back to Europe. And Americans, I think, more and more are saying, oh, wow, interesting. What is your personal take? Because, again, you're concerned, obviously, about uh, what's happening in the schools. Uh, what is your personal take? Um, have you made any links between the Rockefeller, any type of Rockefeller Foundation or agenda? And I know simply uh, listeners and viewers can go to their website, uh, the RockefellerFoundation.com, it might be. I Just type it into any search engine, you, you'll get it. They have a 100-year forecast as of like 2012. They have a 100-year plan of how they want to see global health care take shape. This is a major concern for Americans, uh, uh, and, and it should be a concern for, for anyone, everyone in, in, in the world, uh, that type of power, and now it can have a monopolistic uh, control and governance over people. But what is your personal? Elena, what is your personal uh, view? Uh, it sounds like you, you, you don't believe the masks work, and um, and what about the vaccines? Uh, your personal views on vaccines, and we continue to push this up, and then we'll then we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about this uh, case with, uh, regarding the sheriffs.
1: I had somebody give me that document of the Rockefeller's vision and I kind of skimmed through it. And it's, you just, I mean, the, the, the problem with these people and these people with the agendas, they're just quite right out open with what they're doing. I mean, we had Gates on, what was it? A Ted talk, talk about wanting to, you know, reduce population. I mean, I mean, you know, I, you don't have to look hard and deep. I personally, um, I know of the rabbit holes. I don't go down them a lot because I'm more of a I want to take action. I wanna do what I can control doing. And so that's where my focus is. But as far as the masks, um, I think there's there's a twofold question to that. Do they work against the virus? They haven't been proven to, but we have proof that it is causing physical damage in the face of even face face, you know, facial acne. Um, staff infections, we have, um, evidence of, you know, lung, lung issues. I mean, obviously we've never masked a population like this. So talk, talk about the Nuremberg code, you know, sure. I mean, we're just experimenting on people at this point. But additionally, what is it doing to mental health? And that's the bigger question I want to ask because we can all relate that when somebody is masked formally to 2020 that was a clear signal that somebody was autoimmune compromised under treatment and to stay away so to me it's keeping people away from each other when the you know i'm go, i'm finishing my master's degree do you know how many times they talk about look at the human face make connections with the facial expressions read body language that's mostly where we get communication from in order to have a good foundation of mental health, we need human connections. And so the, the idea of just staying away from people, I think that, again, it's a twofold question on health, because everybody's neglecting mental health, right? Um, so as far as the vaccine, I, I, <laughs> you know, I I tend to stay neutral, because I don't want to be emotional, and I never want to jump. So is it a gene therapy? I believe that it is. Is it an actual vaccine? I don't believe that it is. But for me, I already made that choice about the vaccines years ago. I had personal revelation to just research, look into it, look into vaccines, what's in them. So it wasn't hard for me to look at this and just say that's a no for me.
0: So well. wow. yeah. And, it's, and, and they haven't even been FDA approved. So uh, these, you know, these pharmaceutical companies are uh, pulling political strings, in my view. Uh, and they're rushing, rushing these, these various vaccines out to the, to the public, and, and people are openly, op- openly receiving them, and injecting them, allowing themselves to be injected with this stuff, and, and again, it's, it, it, they haven't even been FDA approved, so, um, yeah, that's, uh, again, it's, it's important for, uh, uh, listeners to, uh, to go through that, and I appreciate your work on that, so let's, let's, let's talk a little bit now, Elena, about, uh, about your work with, uh, what, what's going on here with the, with the sheriffs. The sheriffs, The sheriffs, for listeners and viewers, uh, the the sheriffs hold a certain power uh, that is different from what the local police uh, chief uh, holds. And maybe you can talk about that and what you're working on in that regard.
1: So when I saw everything happen to the state of Utah, the damage across the state, I had a mentor give me the idea. He says, you've got to work the system. He says, you need to start collecting affidavits of harm or trespass or fraud from all over the state of Utah, so I did. And I said, I'm gonna submit it to the two sheriffs over the Lieutenant Governor and the Governor, and I was fortunate enough to get the cell phone number of our Attorney General. So a lot of people, when they think damage has happened to them, they need to hire a private attorney. I'm here to say, you have an Attorney General that your taxpayer dollars pay for. So in Utah, um, the Attorney General's specifically appointed to the Antitrust Act just bare minimally, Um, and the Antitrust Act means that he needs to manage commerce to make sure that there's no monopolies and that there's not an artificial infringement on price competition and regulation, that the market can be free to regulate itself and, and, you know, competition can um, just naturally take place. What happens when we deem certain businesses essential and non-essential? What happens when we restrict people to reduce their Capacity to forty percent. Basically, we're getting rid of the middlemen, right? We're getting rid of the small businesses, and we're feeding big box stores. At any point in time, our attorney general could have come and stopped it, and I told him that. I told him that he doesn't he doesn't want to acknowledge me. I spent an hour and a half with his counselor, and I I had everything recorded. And so I took seven hundred plus pages of documentation both to the attorney general's counselor, and I pretty much told him, this is what I have, there's several damages, here's the evidence of suicide, high risk, lost businesses, physically damaged, emotionally, mentally, psychologically damaged, and a deprivation of rights, natural rights. I want this case submitted, and I said, if you don't do anything, I says keep in mind, We as a people back you up. You will be an American hero if you can step this up and do it. Let's make history. Nobody's ever gone after their governor before. I'm here to do that. I'm here to push the system. And I'm here to ask you to do your job. I said, you have all the support of the people, but if you don't do it, I go public. And so that's what I've done. And it's for people like you that get them very nervous. When I was on with Stu Peter with 72 million followers, I sent that link to them. So back in December, well, let's let's rewind back in October. I had a conversation with the Utah County Sheriff that's that was over our former Governor Herbert and basically told him what these mandates were doing to my family, what they were doing to neighbors. And I was a witness to what was happening in society. And I said, I want an arrest. How can we do this? And he just, well, I don't know. I don't want to go rogue. Who's going to prosecute this? Let me see what I can do. And it it took two months to get into him, December 21st. By this time, I had all the affidavits. Not all of them, but I had a big portion of them. And I laid them out on the desk. I was in front of him and two investigators. And I quoted uh, Federal Code Title 18241 and 242, which both of those, in essence, say, the government cannot infringe on our natural rights with force, coercion, threat, intimidation, fines, none of that. Well, that's exactly what has happened. And they said, well, we can't deal in federal code. Do you have like a Utah code? And I said, look, I'll go home and I'll find some codes for you. But let me tell you something. I have everything laid out on the table here for you. If this is not enough, I will find whatever you need. I will find it because it's out there. There's been enough damage across the state, I will find it. You just tell me what you need. And so I left, and I spent Christmas vacation reading the 417 pages of Utah Criminal Code. And I was in a fortunate position because I had just read and PDF'd all of the affidavits. And so I found and recognized, oh, there's a criminal code for these affidavits, and I combined 30 pages of violations. So then, first part of January, it submitted them to the two sheriffs. Now, the Utah County Sheriff, uh, sorry, the Sanpete County Sheriff that is over um, now our current governor, he was the lieutenant governor, that sheriff jumped ship midterm and took a job with Cox, now the current governor. So the Republican delegates had to hurry and appoint a new sheriff. So his case is a little bit delayed. Um, But I'm going to say that there was a gross neglect on both sheriffs. Um, Sheriff Buchanan in San Pete County ignored me for weeks. And it wasn't until I submitted him the link of Stu Peters that he finally gave me a case number, and so did Utah County, after months of asking for one. So what I have and what we need to do is our government, the, the important thing, the message that I have, the overarching thing that I want Americans to know, is that we have a system, and we're at a precipice where we have Government on, one hand, government on one hand and we have people on the other. And government can act tyrannical, right? Who defends us? Right in the middle to mediate is law enforcement because they need to uphold law. The sheriff has the highest authority, law enforcement authority in each and every state. And so I ask, why has a sheriff not arrested a governor across America yet? They've broken their oaths. We need to raise the bar. I love law enforcement. We need law enforcement. My message is that we need to sustain. But I only back the blue as long as they back their oath. That is important. It's important that we as a people get educated. Because I do believe that, um, and as I was working with legislators at the Capitol, How many times I talked to highway patrol, what is your oath? Where's your loyalty and allegiance? Does it fall on a governor who's given you commands that are unconstitutional or is it with the people to defend and protect their rights? Where do you stand with that? How do you decide? And almost every single one of them says, I'm just doing what I'm told. That is a scary position to be in because if our government decides to continue to do things to the people, who is going to mediate? If we don't have law enforcement on our side, we're in trouble. So that is my message. That's what I'm pushing through. And um, it's going to it's about to get good because the more exposure I get, the more people I get behind me, the more pressure I put on these sheriffs.
0: And where, where, where are you right now? And do you want to name any names that listeners can help identify with? Uh, who's who's kind of the front the front line warrior right now um, to make this happen for you?
1: Well, I have a good team and group behind me, but it's mostly me. Like, I, <laughs> I'm the one that came up with this. Well, aside from my mentor, and I'm, the one that, I'm just the one that keeps pushing it. I just, I, I'm about ready to go in and have conversations with these sheriffs because they're not really answering me anymore. I have asked Utah County Sheriff, I, um, Sir, Sheriff Smith, I said, look, I had a conversation with you last October. Any other citizen, you would have gone to the home of that resident and said there's been a complaint against you. Does he know there's a complaint? Does he know there's a case against him? What have you done to detain him? And back to the original statement of I can't go rogue. Yes, you can. You can go rogue. That doesn't mean that a DA is not going to decide to prosecute the case, but a sheriff's responsibility is to arrest Somebody is somewhere has got to step it up and do their job. And we need to get the message to the sheriffs that we back them. We need them. We need them to do this job. It's your job description. Nobody's above the law. And so the Utah County Deputy DA, he actually looked at the case, um, and he told me at one point, he said, you know what? There's been so much new violence in Utah County. Your case is put on hold. And I said, I said, please bear in mind that my case is directly linked to the higher violence. And that if we address my case, it will also address the higher violence and the higher suicides and these other things that you're attending. Because it's, it, it all boils, boils down a lot to deprivation of rights. So, and by the way, I found a Utah code that says that all federal, co- or all federal codes have to abide by, have to be, um, we have to obey federal codes. So for them to tell me, We can't do anything with federal codes. Yes, you can. Um, And, you know, the deprivation of rights, it's like, you know, denying funerals, isolating people, abusing people. We had our governor sending texts that were harassing, that were scaring people, saying, you have to do this mandate. If you don't, you're going to be fined. You know, there's all these deaths that are going on. It's just constant harassment in our face. You're driving along the freeway, and it's constant harassment. Wear a mask. Get your vaccine. Um, All these deaths. You know, do your part. I mean, all of this brainwashing that's going on. Um, I found a code for everything, everything, 30 pages of them. So it's almost like just pick, pick one, anyone. But a few days later, this deputy DA got back with me and he said, there's been no evidence of damage or crimes. And I have to laugh because he doesn't get to make that call. That is for a court and a jury to decide. So I need to actually show up in person now and start having conversations in, in, the, in these counties with the sheriffs and the DAs.
0: Well, you're you're really. I, I hope you're trailblazing, and, and, and unfortunately, I have to use that term because it, you're you're not really trailblazing. The the the, the trail already there. It's just that it's being uh, it's being corrupted. Uh, the road needs to be paved, and it's not being paved uh, because because it's it's already there. These are laws that that, that are not being adhered to. Uh, I commend you and uh, uh, thank you for for the work that you're doing. Uh, we've got to wind down here. Um, I, I I'll be receiving uh, uh, Hashi Tischler. Who's running for a New York City uh, City council uh, on the program next? Uh, so in the last few moments here, uh, Elena, uh, uh, some closing comments for listeners, uh, something that you want, uh, you want listeners to take away. Uh, some, some, some final words from you, please.
1: Well, if people want to get a hold of me, they can through um, utahfreedomcoalition.org. I'm under Utah Leaders, and then um, America lives in you at gmail.com. Um, But my final statement is is that you need to start having conversations with your sheriffs. These sheriffs in Utah claim that they're constitutional sheriffs. But let me just say this. If we have a conversation with our sheriffs and they say, but I'm not going to cite anybody or arrest anybody for not wearing a mask. Okay, that's great. What are you doing about the criminal? What are you doing about the abuse against the people? That's why I'm saying raise the bar. Do not settle for a sheriff who's going to turn a blind eye, to what's happening in, in our state, because it's setting an awful tyrannical precedence.
0: Uh, uh, wonderful. Thank you very much. And and, 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 and again, for listeners, uh, the, the, you know, the mainstream media, uh, the, the, this seems to be the outlet, uh, uh, Atlanta. Just, just in closing here. Uh, Ray McGovern, who worked for the CIA for, for, for over three decades, said on this very program, he said, "This is where we're at. It's 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 up to every individual American to start voicing their opinion to expose this corruption, and that's what you're doing. Is you're going to these 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 different platforms like 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 the one I've created to get your get your message out. But we we also need to hold these mass media uh, 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 platforms accountable as well. Um, so uh, so I look forward to uh, staying in touch with you, and I'm going to send you some information right now, and I look forward to having you back on the program. Thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alana Erickson." It's alina thank you <laughs> so i got her i i got her name wrong i was mispronouncing her name uh, uh uh alina i think is what she what she said there um so look i've got this um i've got this on um i've got this on um youtube it's on the video i've got that skype recorded it's gonna be, i'm gonna upload that upload that to uh to youtube and, uh, and, and you know, this, is, this is, okay, you know, look, I mean, we, we, we do have this information superhighway, right? We've got, uh, we've got the, the advent of um, how information is passed and certainly the, the upcoming and un, uh, uh, developing uh, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin uh, program that, uh, that uh, will seemingly take, uh, take over the, the currency. It's based on an intrinsic value, and certainly the U.S. dollar is not based on anything of uh intrinsic value so times are changing times are changing rapidly uh but that doesn't mean that again as i open the show up that doesn't mean that we should be getting as americans fed uh the far right uh uh uh, the far right agenda and then switch channels over to cnn or or msnbc or whatever it may be and then get the far and left agenda we shouldn't be we shouldn't be uh pigeonholed like that into into this type of um, uh, influence and brainwashing, um, freedom of press means give us the facts, tell us what's happened, cite your sources, let us make the decision. Um, you know, of course, we've allowed commentators to kind of uh, run run their mouth, and, and and maybe that's maybe that's where uh, maybe that's where where we faulted is that we've we've simply given too much uh, credit and credence to. Uh, allowing these uh, opinion shows to to do such that um, I, I try to stay, if you will, not to be cliche here. I try to stay fair and balanced. I, I try to simply uh, bring on guests of both uh, political parties, Green Party, you name it. I, I simply try to bring on people that had come forth to expose corruption, regardless of their political uh, their political belief. I, I do not stand for violence. I, I, I don't. I simply don't. I, I, I personally never. Never joined the uh, the military because I don't believe in violence. I, I think it's a weak, it's a very weak development of th- uh, action uh, of thought of the mind. Um, there's there's no need for no need for violence. However, with that said, I do I do absolutely uh, stand by the uh, the Second Amendment, and uh, I do I do support and stand by the um, the, the citizens' ability to arm themselves. Uh, because, uh, because, because, because uh, once, once a once a government becomes tyrannical, and is what seems to be apparent here today, and unfortunately in this country um, with a which what seems to be a rigged election. I mean, there's so many signs that point to that. Uh, it, it is frankly hard for me to believe that uh, Joe Biden got 80 million votes. I traveled across the country, and uh, there were very few people that were coming out and supporting uh, Joe Biden. Uh, there were there were thousands and thousands and thousands everywhere. Supporting Trump, it's just 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 his charisma and who he was, and uh, possibly because he fought for those those core values. Um, and and again, he was uh, being deplatformed, um, so he was a threat to uh, to that uh, banking regime that uh, that the federal government is in debt to by a value of twenty nine trillion dollars. Do not forget that. So uh, I close now, and we'll be back momentarily with. Um, Heshi Tischler from uh, New York City uh, running for uh, city council Um, please do check out uh, Elena Erickson's work Uh, I think I mispronounced her name a few times uh, there but uh, now you know of her, support her get the word out and uh, this has been Ian Trottier for another discussion of truth and until next time folks, be awesome